0: stay in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Welcome to Lovejoy this morning on this day that we are celebrating the mothers in our lives. So let's take a look at the things that are going on in the life of the church uh, that is on the back of your bulletin. Uh, You'll see um, we do not have choir tonight tonight. Uh, United Methodist Men will meet again in June, and that is the 2nd, not the 5th. The 5th is the first Sunday in June, the 2nd is the first Tuesday, Thursday in June. Uh, Methodist Women will be meeting tomorrow, May 9th. Uh, it is wrong in the United Methodist Women books. Uh, that date was put in there wrong, but that's okay. We know that it's tomorrow night, so uh, make sure your, your little circles know that. Uh, you'll see that we have a youth fundraiser lunch uh, next Uh, Sunday right after the service we're gonna be doing spaghetti Uh, this is a meal that you can come and don't have to cook to eat it so come and support the youth uh, after service next week Uh, we will be having a PPRC next week at 530 uh, and then we'll be honoring our graduates on Sunday May 22nd and you'll see there we have two high school and two college graduates uh, that we will be honoring that day Uh, so please make plans to do that Um, I think um, Kathy's got uh, an announcements she wants to do. Wonderful. Yes, thank you all that that participated in that. Again, they are in the back uh, on the table there. If you did not get one, uh, please grab one on your way out. Uh any other announcements? Oh, I'm pretty sure I was uh about the prayers this week. I have some blockages, but I wasn't have to do anything to So he would like to plummer now he'd go see like electricity and stuff <laughs> well we are thankful you got some good reports and that is not major blockages that we, you know we're going to pray for those blockages and we'll pray for the next steps that you go through that everything comes out well there any others this morning <laughs> you got something to say Owen? i'll continue to pray for don okay thank you I, Jenna had I, I didn't hear that in the commotion. So yes, continue to pray for Don. Um, he is doing better. Uh, there is uh, they're looking at right now him being able to come home Friday. So we're going to continue to pray that he does get to come home on Friday. So let's lift up prayers for that. Uh, others uh, this morning. All right. Well, seeing no others this morning. Uh, let us open with prayer in your bulletin. We will pray this together as a call and response prayer. So let us pray. Loving shepherd in the midst of sorrow and loss, you wipe away every tear from our eyes. May the wonders of your love reach down to us this day. As Peter raised Tabitha from the dead, raise us also to new life. Help us cling no longer to the darkness threatening to overcome our world. That we may reside in the glory of the Lord. Wake us from the slumber that numbs our spirit. Even as you nourish us in the strength of the Spirit. May the world see the shepherd living in us. And may we come to dwell in the pastures which remain evergreen. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is number 140, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Be seated, we continue this morning by uh, coming to a time now that we lift up our joys and concerns so that we can pray with and for one another. Uh, as it was said earlier, let's continue to pray for Don Blake and him being able to make it home this week. Uh, are there others to add to our list this morning? Yes, he is in the second close to the bottom. <laughs> Any others? All right, well, seeing none to add this morning, let us go to the Lord in prayer. So let us pray. gracious heavenly father we have come to this place once again this place where we gather as the community as brothers and sisters as siblings to christ we come to listen to the scriptures to sing praises and to hear your message to us and lord we come this day celebrating Celebrating our mothers, celebrating those who have mothered us throughout our lives. And Lord, we are thankful. We're thankful for all those that have led us and kept us and just nurtured us through our lives. Lord, we come this morning with hearts that are May be hurting hearts that may need comfort, hearts that are seeking healing. So, Lord, this morning we offer these things to you. We offer this list that we have. We offer the list of names that each of us have on our hearts and our minds. Lord, we are thankful that you are the Alpha and the Omega that you are the one that is in control. Lord, this morning, let us lay the yoke of the world at your feet. Let us take up your yoke, the yoke of peace and comfort and healing, a yoke that is so much lighter than the one that we are laying down. We are thankful that that you are able to carry that for us. So Lord, as we come this morning, grant us peace. The peace that only you can give, not the peace of this world, but your peace. Grant us comfort. Grant healing to those who are sick. Lord, this morning we join the numerous voices over the centuries. We join the saints and the sinners who have prayed the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray so many years ago. We join the chorus that prays that prayer this day, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. And Jesus is trespasses against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Psalms in our Psalter lesson. You can find it on page 754 of your hymnal. This is Psalm 23, 754. Let us read this psalm together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters, restores my life, leads me in right paths for the sake of the Lord's name. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies my cup overflows surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live Amen. as we continue this morning we are always grateful for the offerings and gifts and tithes that are offered Noah you want to go grab the basket for me We are grateful for all those things that are given to continue and bless the ministry here at the church. So as Noah is bringing that forward this morning, we're going to offer a prayer over these gifts. Thank you, sir. So let us pray. Loving shepherd. We thank you for your tender care. Everything we have comes the goodness of your love. Receive the gifts we return to you now, that sheep in other flocks may come to know you and discover that you are the one who lays down your life for the flock. Amen. Our second. Scripture reading this morning comes from the New Testament book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Acts, chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. Her life overflowed with good works and compassionate acts on behalf of those in need. About that time, though, she became so ill that she died. After they washed her body, they laid her in an upstairs room. Since Lydia was near Joppa, when the disciples heard that Peter was there, they sent two people to Peter. They urged, please come right away. Peter went with them. Upon his arrival, he was taken to the upstairs room. All the widows stood beside him, crying as they showed the tunics and other clothing Dorcas made when she was alive. Peter sent everyone out of the room, then knelt and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, saw Peter, and sat up. He gave her his hand and raised her up. Then he called God's holy people, including the widows, and presented her alive to them. The news spread throughout Joppa, and many put their faith in the Lord. Peter stayed for some time in Joppa with a certain tanner named Simon. And our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel according to John, verses 22 through 30. John ten twenty two through 30. The time came for the festival of dedication in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple, walking in the covered porch named for Solomon. The Jewish opposition circled around him and asked, How long will you test our patience? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, but you don't believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you don't believe because you don't belong to my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never die and no one will snatch them from my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them From my Father's hand, I and the Father are one. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, we are thankful to be here this day. We have sung your praises. We have read your scriptures. Now, Lord, as we hear your word in this message. May the words of your servant's mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Living with the end in mind, we are taking a journey through the book of Revelation a book that begins with the words "A revelation of Jesus Christ. We are only three weeks out from Easter, and we're still talking about the resurrection. See, we live in the time of the resurrected Jesus, so we need to continue to remember and talk about this wonderful thing that has happened. So as we continue our journey today, we are... Jumping to the seventh chapter of Revelation, verses 9 through 17. So let us listen to what St. John has for us today in Revelation 7, 9 through 17. After this, I looked and there was a great crowd that no one could number. They were from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They wore white robes and held palm branches in their hands. They cried out with a loud voice, Victory belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood in a circle around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and always. Amen. Then one of the elders said to me, who are these people wearing white robes and where did they come from? I said to him, sir, you know. Then he said to me, these people have come out of great hardship. They have washed their robes and made them white in the lamb's blood. This is the reason they are before God's throne. They worship Him today, Him day and night in His temple, and the one seated on the throne will shelter them. They won't hunger or thirst anymore. No sun or scorching heat will beat down on them, because the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them. He will lead them to the springs of life giving water, and God will wipe away every tear. From their eyes. Again, this is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, here today, we have another imagery of a great multitude of people that are gathered together at the throne. Last week, we had a multitude of, of people gathered once again at this same place, and we called that a vision of worship. And this is what it could be—the church. This week, though, we are given some details about the community that we were not given last week. And DeGray, McGray De Vega says it is a community defined by three primary characteristics. So first, this is a great multitude, a big crowd, more people than anyone could count. And we are told they are from every nation, tribe, people and language. De Vega says this vision of the church is one where all people, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, age, socioeconomic status and background, are included in this cosmic party. It is a community of diversity. Diverse, an adjective, an attribute. Similar words are various, multiple, mixed, different, differing, unlike, dissimilar, contrasting, conflicting. It is defined as showing a great deal of variety and very different. And here we are given the image of what true diversity is, a heavenly vision of the church. One where no one is excluded, where it's all with no but. Then we have the second image. We are told they are all robed in white. There are not some dressed in fine linens and royal jewels, nor some dressed in rags and strips of cloth. And despite their diversity, there is equality. Here, no one is shamed or praised for what they look like because they are all robed in white back when the church first started it was a requirement that if you walked in the doors of the church for a worship service you had to be wearing a robe now these robes all were the same they all looked like they made all the people equal to each other's sight the robe concealed the clothes that were that were being worn that day which allowed a feeling of equality within the community of Believers. And like it or not, people judge one another by the clothes that they wear. See, some people are able to choose to wear certain brands, types, and styles, yet others have to wear what they have access to due to differing circumstances. Yet no matter what we wear, all are equal in the sight of God. God. Thus all are to be seen as equal to us. But we live in a world that is based on inequality. One such inequality is fitting today that we're celebrating mothers and mother figures in our lives. Women today are still being paid less than their male counterparts. And it has not been that long ago that women were allowed by the male leadership in the church to be leaders and preachers in the United Methodist Church. And today we see communities, companies, and churches dividing and splitting due to who is allowed to do what. See, equality is defined as the state of being equal, especially in status, rights, or opportunities. Here we have a vision, a heavenly vision of the church church that is diverse and equal. Then we have the third characteristic. We are told that they hold in their hands palm branches. We remember palm branches just from a few weeks ago. In remembering the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Where praise was given. Hosannas were lifted up. We waved those palms the Sunday. Praising and celebrating the Lord. The Vega says this community of the future is single-minded in its purpose. To give praise to God, the true source of their victory, the object of their worship. Now praise in America goes to so many things. Praise is given to the money that we earn, the cars that we buy, the houses that we live in, the toys and electronics that we are able to afford, the list goes on. Victory is celebrated when contracts and elections are won, when a team wins their ball game, when you are able to buy the new house or car or toy, we celebrate but sadly, sometimes these things also become objects of worship. That is not to say that we should not own these things, but that we should be aware of how we treat and view these things. Because you see, a heavenly vision of the church is diverse, equal, and praising God. And just a few minutes ago, we pray the Lord's Prayer. We pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here today is a vision of God's kingdom, diverse, equal, and praising. De Vega says that the early Christians who first heard these words of Revelation would have understood them to be less about the future. And more about the possibilities of the present. Our timeline is linear. We go from birth to death. We go in one direction. We can't go backwards, even though we really, really try sometimes. We are always moving forward. Each new second is the future. We remember the past, but we are not meant to live in the past. See, Vega says John is coaching the early Christians to imagine a future in which persecution from Rome is defeated. And victory in God is secured. And then he tells them to go out and make that vision A reality. Victory in God is secured. Do we live, love, and fight and work to make God's vision a reality? Do we try to limit God's vision with rules and regulations and laws? Do we truly want God's kingdom to come God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Because it's not going to be simple and easy. We were never guaranteed that. We're just guaranteed the victory in God. So we must be the church of diversity, of equality, and praise a church that reaches out to people who have long felt shunned by the church because they were thought to be wrong, the wrong kind of people, says DeVega. In a world that preaches moving to the top and getting ahead, we need to preach downward mobility. Being servants to one another, considering each other as equals, treating others as we would want to be treated ourselves, also says DeVega. We must become a community of praise. Not becoming more club-like, but more Christ-like. Not becoming more self-centered, but more Christ-centered. A church that directs the world toward the glory of the risen Christ, again says DeVega. A heavenly vision of the church. One that is diverse. One that is equal. One that is praising God in worship. But not by our standards, but by God's standards. And not with our expectations or limitations. Because God is above all. He is the one who guides and leads us. He is the one who rose Christ from the dead so that we could live and celebrate the victory in the resurrection, a revelation of what is to come, a revelation of what it is to be heaven on earth, a heavenly vision of the church. Now, Vega says that John tells the church to go out into the world, into into the face of persecution where the odds are stacked against you, and make it happen. Those that heard this first were being sought by Rome. If Rome knew that you were a Christian in that day, they were after you. So you had to hide, you had to worship in secret, you had to be careful who you talked to. The sign of the fish was one way that people introduced themselves to one another because most of the time people in that time walked around with a stick of some sort. And when they met another person, they would draw an arc in the sand. And then if that person facing them knew what that sign was, they'd draw the finishing arc and create the sign of a fish. And then they knew that they were safe with one another to talk about Christ. Today we have sign of the fish that we plaster on our cars, that we put in our yards, because we can openly praise God Without fear of persecution. But doesn't mean that we will not get talked about, that people will not hurt us because of who we are and what we believe. It doesn't mean that we may not get singled out for different things. But what we do is believe and trust in the victory that is already won in God. That's the vision of the church. Understanding that the victory is won. That there are going to be battles. Some of them are going to be lost. Others will be won. Some will come out as a draw. But above all, God is God and Christ is Christ and Christ lives so that we may live thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven revelation gives us a glimpse Of the glory and the praise that is going to be going on in heaven. But we want that heaven to be here on this earth. So we gather and praise God on Sunday mornings. We sing to the best of our abilities, we read scripture, we pray with and for one another then we take that out into the community and we do things like what happened yesterday with Ricky Batten and helping that family deal with what they're dealing with. That's living here now in a community that truly believes in the victory of God and that heaven is the ultimate goal here on earth and living as the resurrected people of Christ. So let's continue to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. our song of invitation is marching to zion let us sing loud proud and worshipful to the best of our abilities this morning so let us stand and sing 733 marching to zion As we depart this place, let us receive this benediction as we read it together as found in your bulletin. The Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. We lie down in green pastures and drink from still waters. Our shepherd restores our souls. Even though we walk through the darkest valleys, we fear no evil, for our shepherd travels with us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And We will dwell with our shepherd forever. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen. <laughs>